Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in-game and are fictitious. Arcade magic is not to be used lightly and by amateurs. All magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this at home. You know from searching around clues and some information that you found from Eric's kidnappers, the same people who paid for the statues that you sold through the Baron are also responsible for arranging the Baron's kidnapping. Mostly all that you know besides that is he is somewhere in the arena. You guys have a couple days. I'm not exactly sure about the exact timeline as far as like if you guys have a week or if you guys only have like five days or so. I want to say that this the Wizard Man event uh, happened over the course of the weekend and probably ended on Sunday and the arena is supposed to start on Friday morning and you guys have like a banquet thing to go to on Thursday. So you have a couple days to go shopping, explore the city, and maybe try to atone for your sins. And atone I shall. Rob, looking at you, <laughs> atoning for your sins. What's it? <laughs> what's it? No, really, indeed. I, well, I gave my memories away. <laughs> I don't really know what. Maybe that's kind of useless at this point. Maybe that's. Is that your last name? Crunk what? Watsons. <laughs> no, I don't have a last name. No, no last name. Just Crunk. Just Crunk. Just right. Crunk. It's like that guy from Twitter who just goes by Jack. So I'm assuming that you guys, at some point during these next couple days, want to go and check out Fuzzy's shop for any cool magic items that you might Yeah, we gotta get for. some new magic items. Right. So you guys make your way through the city, and there's another CNN awful announcement. They telegraph right into your brain. It's very annoying, but it's it's kind of dull at this point. It's not as like uh, it's not as intrusive as, as it normally is because like I'm imagining that these psychic messages have happened a few times throughout the course of you know the game, but it's like one of those things. It adds a little bit to the dystopian world, but not too much to the actual game. To your brain. Right. So you guys go to the fuzzy shop, and there's the albino halfling who was there before, who's like you know trying to get people to come in, and he recognizes you. He's like, oh yeah, come in, boys. Woohoo! You look you look like a couple adventurers. What gave it away? You guys go in and, you know, Fuzzy's there, you know, what, you know, oh, what's going on, guys? Blah, 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 I'm Fuzzy Dunlop, and here's my emporium, magic items. And you guys kind of browse or whatever. Maybe, yeah, do we want to, we want to start yelling about items or yeah. yelling about Baron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start yelling about items. Yeah, that seems, that seems like uh, what everybody's more interested in, really. All right, Fuzzy, there are a couple of things I'm looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looking yep. for mm -hmm. a, uh, a ring of invisibility. And... Hi, higher low, good for you. <laughs> Hi. Uh, he definitely has one. Okay. And uh, the second thing I'm looking for might be uh, a little bit trickier. Looking for mithril shirt. Okay. Okay. He's got a, he's got lots of different armor. Higher low, good for you. Hi. Is it, you want magical mithril, or do you want just regular, like, a mithril want, chain shirt? I want magical mithril. Okay, what kind of magical? 
Looking for moves silently. Okay. According to the book, what's the price on that? The average price on it? According to the book, the first level of move silently on your armor adds 3,750 okay. gold. Okay, that's price. what I'm looking for. It determines what, how how high or how low you need you need to go. So which Considered one improved move silently, but that's 15,000 gold. Yeah, so how you're looking for you? Hi. Okay, definitely. He's got right. a couple different sets of this stuff. Does he have the improved move silently? Yes. Okay. I rolled. I rolled an eighteen on a twenty-sided dice. So okay. he's got. He's got it if you want. Because I could. Because I could spend. I have the money for that. I could get the improved moves. I think that's a plus ten on moves silently. Oh, it's, it's a good choice. He'll. He'll throw you in a discount if you want. To, if you do. Sounds good. Well, cool. I mean, come on, man. You definitely need that. You know, you're you're always sneaking and stealthing around. I heard about you and your little adventures. Because <laughs> you're doing cool stuff. Mm. I think I think I'm gonna go with the ring of invisibility, right? And the uh, mithril shirt of improved move silently. Okay, just for reference, the ring of invisibility you like put it on, it activates, and it lasts for a number of uh, like a uh, couple of minutes. I think it was yeah. It was like two minutes because it's like something per level, right? Yeah. It was it some was, outrageous amount of time. It was it was two per, minutes. It's once per spellcaster level, one minute per spellcaster level, so it's two minutes. Right. Each round is six seconds. So that's that's more yeah. So it's more than enough time. time in combat, but it's about two minutes of yeah. invisibility. That's a, just like yeah, that's important. Is that a once a day thing? I look good for you. Hi. I'm I'm willing to, I'm willing to say that it works every every time you put it on, but I mean it's going to be like a move action to activate. Okay. Fine. Lasts for two minutes or until you make an attack action. Okay. Or cast a spell something like that. Oh no, dude! You gotta let me. God no. Now you gotta let me dart around invisible scabbing mad dudes. Come on. Come on. It doesn't <laughs> no, say according to no, it Skyrim. Ca- it casts as per the invisibility spell, and when you do okay, attack that's fair. action, you it do things. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. It's we're not playing Skyrim, but in Skyrim it does invisibility the same way that we I know. Play it. Ah shit. I was hoping I could like flip around and like stab people and no, no one sees not, me. <laughs> you're not Frodo. <laughs> if only he ever did. <laughs> cool. Imagine that. Just being me in the arena for whole battles, I was just invisible, just running around stabbing. Just start stout stabbing. Nobody, nobody crowd. can hear me because I have like a plus twenty five to move silently. Yeah. You shoot somebody in the face with an arrow. What was that? <laughs> Must have heard something. Sticking out of their forehead. They're like, huh? Oh, I guess that was nothing. <laughs> yeah, you don't think it's nothing? You got a fucking arrow on your cranium, dude. If you hit the right part of their temporal love, they won't even know you're right. Exactly. <laughs> alright, alright. Does Fuzzy have a large wooden shield of deflection? What's that cost in the book? 4000 Yeah, certainly. Ooh. He, he's, he's even got one that's in the discount bin that's glamoured, and the glamour's broken to only look like a big sum. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um... Will Fuzzy also have uh, an amulet of natural armor plus three? 18. High or low? High. He does. He's only got one of them, though. Oh, baby. It's the last one on the rack. Grabbing that bad boy. Don't forget that your your paladin powers are not working, and the things associated with your paladin cape and your paladin mace are also not working. So now it's just a white cape. <laughs> I forgot I have. Yeah, I mean, this is the only... Oh, this yeah. This is the only, uh, Paylorian. Oh, yeah, whatnot. and it's... Now I need it, and I can't use it. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Alright, so I now have a plus 22 to move silently. Nothing exceeds like excess. Yep. <laughs> Go invisible, dip off. I got, I got solid bonuses to climb and uh, balance too, so I can like climb around to the stands while I'm invisible, and then jump on people WWE style. <laughs> Use the chair! <laughs> Just sneak into the crowd, throw a person in. Make a bluff check. It's that's me. Like you throw your voice. Yeah. Would Fuzzy have a ring of wizardry? Higher low good for you. Uh, hi. He does not. Darn. That would have been really useful. He's actually running low on scrolls, wands, and arcane items in general. The Baron actually came in just when he came in to make the deal with the statues and he bought up a bunch of that stuff. And just after he left, Kellek and Orin and Tiara came in the from, uh, you know, the other gladiator team. Mm-hmm. And they came in and they bought a whole bunch of stuff. Including a bunch of bunch of mannequins that I had set up in the back. What? <laughs> Make a knowledge arcana check. Oh. 16. He starts talking about these mannequins Except they're made out of, like, flesh, and they, like, move around, and they fight for you. And you realize that he's talking about flesh golems. Yikes. What are they using yeah, they flesh bought... golems for? <laughs> Probably for the arena. They want to make sure they have a full team, you know? I respect it. Yeah, so 20,000 for one through four. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Kelly came in and bought the last one. What a guy. Oh, he's also got that magic item random randomizer, if you guys want to roll into that. How much, how much does that cost? How much does it cost? We have different tiers. Because you guys have leveled up, uh, you can now, I don't remember what, I think it was like 2,000 gold before. Yeah. Now it only accepts 5,000 gold, but it does better stuff. All right, I'm going to toss 5K in there. See what happens. Roll some percentile dice, Rob. 82. Okay, higher look good for you. Hi. <laughs> uh, okay. A, a small piece of paper drops out of the machine. And it's got your name written on it and your picture on it. And then the rest of it's just blank. It's got like a little tag on it. And it says, Psychic Paper. <laughs> you like pick it up and it looks like an ID. All right. That, I assume that's it's a, like a fake ID sort of thing. Yeah, yeah this basically. I can't use this. Except it's, the a, one. it's a fake ID for whatever you need. And yeah. it changes depending on yeah. who's looking at it. Okay. So whoever looks at it will see what I need them to see. Yes. Well, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty sweet. Right. Excellent. Cool. I can swipe at any building in the world. Go to Google, just pull up the ID, get in. Though I heard there's some gang that's been robbing Apple stores. They got like a million dollars worth of Apple shit. And I'm not going to lie. What like Apple stuff. What do they have five phones? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like Apple stuff. But like, I, I can only feel like that's like Robin Hood in action. I don't know what I want. Should have looked at this ahead of time. I'm sorry. It's okay. What kind of stuff are you looking for, Suzanne? What would you like to ha- have for your character? Natural armor. Amulet of natural armor plus three. Because <laughs> I got the last one. Got the last one. Oh, you got the last one. Can you get a plus two? Yeah, can I can I get goggles of like perception have... plus two for like twelve hundred gold? No, that's not enough money. I'll take. I'll give you the plus one. All right. Something to help with. Spells, like more spells, or stronger spells, plus armor. Okay. How much, how much gold do you have to spend? 38,000. 38,000. 
Well, okay. more, more if I convert my other shit. I have 10 plus one, two, and some silver. Okay. I spent all of my gold. I have five other gold left. Spent okay, make a perception check, Suzanne. Sixteen. So you you go into the back room, mm -hmm. and you're looking around behind some shelves and some racks, and you're looking for the magic items that you want, and they're either sold out or they're not there. And you see this, you see like what looks like kind of like a wizard. He's got like a wizard's hat. He's wearing a red robe, and he's got an umbrella for a staff that he's like poking at stuff with. And he like picks something up, and he looks around him, and he puts it back down, and then he reaches into his coat. And he pulls out a ebony staff, and it's completely black. You can just see the crane of the wood just barely. And on the top of it, there's a raven, and it's got two jewels for eyes. And he puts it onto the, the rack, and he, like, looks around, and he makes eye contact with you, gives you a little wink, and then he, like, teleports out. As he, like, opens, he waves his hand and opens a door of darkness and steps into it and vanishes. Okay. I'm gonna go over and check out the staff, I guess. Okay. It's labeled the Staff of the Queen, and it will allow you to once a day cast an extra spell, Quickened, and once a day allow you to cast an extra spell, Maximized, for free. Maximized will mean that it does max damage, uh, and Quickened means that you get to cast two spells in one round. That's pretty cool. Cast one spell as an instant, like it, right. it doesn't affect the turn at all, it just happens. Marked for higher low good for you. Hi. Uh, it's in the bargain bin for 30,000 gold pieces. It's okay. like 100,000 gold I go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, do I sense any kind of like evil from, can I do that? Or is that Eric? I can't detect evil. I see only evil. You can detect magic and you can try see to make it. it's like, right. okay. I'm gonna detect magic to try to read what kind of magic it is. So. Okay, and make, and use your bonus for knowledge or cane on this. 13. You have no idea why this thing is in this bargain bin, why this person would leave this here, and where it possibly came from. But you do feel a strange connection to it and that it is almost like something that used to be yours. What? Plot item. Okay. Where's Rick Sanchez? Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> and then, can I also upgrade my bracers of armor that I bought? That requires a wizard. You can buy new ones. Well, you can trade in exchange. Shush. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> the only wizard that you know about is the bear. He's not giving up XP for you. Yeah, so I should don't have enough left for braces and armor. Just go with the book of cost on that. And let me know how much gold you guys all spent. I spent 38000 I spent 22 and I want to do the lotto once. Okay. I spent 42300 gold. Did you get all this money? He's been stealing from people. <laughs> <laughs> this is the math part of the game. It's not very exciting. Yep. <laughs> but I figured that it's important to give you guys an opportunity to buy things that you want instead of just, like, forcing items down your throat. Uh, 43. Eric, a small rod falls out of the slot. Alright, what does it do? It's the Rod of Finding. Okay. You click you click it and it helps you find whatever you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna think to myself, hey Lauren, click it. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth trying. 
What is this staff called again? It explodes in your hand. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be brutal. You die. <laughs> maybe it just like, maybe the light just turns into a weird spiral and points back into your chest. Alright. It's inside you, man. You just gotta believe in yourself, dude. <laughs> is this the staff of the Raven Queen? Staff of the Queen. It's got a raven on the top. You figure it out. <laughs> Infer what you will. And then what did, it, what did it have? Maximize once a day, quicken once a day. Basically one spell is real big and one spell real fast. Those two things are represented in the gemstones in the eyes. One of those gems is real big and the other is real fast. Right. <laughs> the only person who didn't get to roll on the, the random thing is Suzanne, so make a make a persuasion check on Plessy as you guys have this whole this whole shopping excursion. Eric, do you want to be the primary roller for this? Sure. Yeah. I think that's probably wise. Yeah, I have a negative one. Come on, man. We spent so much money. I all spent right. all my gold. I got plus 11 to diplomacy. Is that... that that's that way higher. I'm blowing everybody out of the water with that. <laughs> Actually, plus 10. 21. 11. Okay. Yeah, because you guys spent so much money, he's willing to give Suzanne a free roll on the random magic item table that I made. Spent a bunch of time on. <laughs> 89. Oh, that's a good one. A, 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 what looks kind of like a pot with a lid with a handle and a spout. So a teapot? Pops out of the thing. Slots. And, it, and it's got a tag on it and it reads, Teapot of Stimulation. <laughs> if you guys make sure to say that you drink tea in the morning, you'll gain advantage on initiative rolls. Woo! Woo! Today. Oh, shit. We gotta drink tea every day, guys. You gotta make sure to say it. <laughs> I'm some fucking coffee. Yeah. Can we make some tea now? Sure. <laughs> yeah, test this thing out. You guys feel great. Real stimulating. You know, I saw something the other day about coca leaf tea. That's just cocaine tea. I was gonna say, isn't that just like really, really unrefined cocaine tea? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. As you guys like talk to Fuzzy and like. Buy your stuff. Oh, right. We still got to talk. Question. His ideas. He's pretty aloof with this whole thing. You know what I mean? And you got, and Eric, you're pretty subtle about it for the most part. And you're like, you know, so, oh, so like the Baron came in, you know, what kind of happened? And he kind of gets started talking about it because he's very energetic and he's got a big mouth. Make diplomacy checks on this guy. See how much, see how, see how far you can get this dude talking about what you need to know. 27. Okay. 24. 18. Okay, so... So you guys brew up a, a nice pot of coffee, and you get him all stimulated, and he starts chatting you up. And um, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, guys, you know, it was great. That sale for the for the statues, it got me something like 400,000 gold pieces. I mean, you know, the Baron, the Baron got, of course, uh, 300 of it, but, you know, we all get a little piece, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and he's like, asshole. he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's great, and... I'm so I'm so excited for this arena tournament. Richard bought those statues from you guys, and you know he said he was gonna set them up all around the all around the arena. It's gonna look really great. Those are really cool pieces, you know. And you guys are basically able to infer from from what he's saying that Rich Richard White Horse, Richard Whitehorse, the guy who was in charge of the banquet and who was riding with the queen during the parade, is in fact the dude who's responsible for kidnapping the Baron. He's also in charge of the arena and the champion's belt competition. Not to mention that he paid for or organized the clerics to kidnap Eric and try to turn him into a black guard. Cool. Sounds like we got a new, uh, new foe. Arch nemesis. <laughs> Damn, rich white. 
<laughs> Wait, liches wear phylacteries on their heads? No, I wouldn't do that. That's a bad call. <laughs> I'd put mine on the moon if it was me. It, and, and the examples of, of head size, just kind of... Well, then you regenerate hat, helmet, or phylactery. And I was like... Maybe it's maybe a phylactery for, like, a spell thing? Because I think that phylacteries are originally from Hebrew religious sure, ceremonies. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. But they had they put, like, prayers in a box that they wear on their forehead. Which would be for, like, priests or clerics or something. Yeah, words for Baltimore. Right. You put We're at, in the, yeah, you put your soul in, soul in a snake and a little boy, and then you chase them around for seven years. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Do you see uh, <laughs> they made Nagini Asian and it's real racist? Yeah. Yeah, apparently yeah. now that's racist. Snake. I think it was more about the fact that they made the Asian woman the snake somehow. I, was it does that mean that part of Voldemort's Asian? Yeah, that too. It's yeah. one of his souls, right? Well no, but I the mean, whole thing is that Nagini was not actually a snake the whole time. She was a lady. Yeah, it's a witch. Who looked like a snake. She was cursed to be a snake. Oh. What? That's never explained she in the books. A, a nope. Asian lady. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why? Who said that? <laughs> Who's making these things up? You can't. J.K. Rowling. Dude, J.K., you better be kidding me. <laughs> like, I love your work, but but you can't just like retcon some shit in there that's like doesn't even doesn't even add anything. Like, why would you make the snake a person? It's good being a snake. Why can't you just have snakes do stuff? Snakes are cool. <laughs> and what's wrong with being a snake? You got a problem being a snake lady? She's got a whole thing against snakes. I mean, to be fair, I did model my entire thing about being, like, weird... Snake. Snake conspiracy. The giant snake monster at the end. Snakes. Snakes, snakes. 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 Right. So, anyways. Plug the mic in. I did. Thank God. <laughs> Sorry about that last segment, everybody. Sorry if it was rough. Forgot to plug, forgot to plug the mic in. I'm an idiot. What's a mic? Okay, so you guys have a few days to, before the arena, if you guys want to rest up, Nothing particularly eventful happens. We drink a lot of tea. You guys drink some tea. You guys can go walking around the town, get your shopping done. Maybe do a little price shopping around. Fuzzy's always got the best stuff, though. Yeah, you hang out hang out in the town until the day. Right after we Fuzzy Dunlops, I don't know if my compatriots want to come with me, but I'm going to go to uh, Church Paylor. Boop, 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 boop. You're there. Is there anybody there? No. It's currently, the doors are currently closed. No lights on, on inside. The once busy foyer of the area and like raised area of the temple where they do like sermons, outdoor sermons with people, is empty of people right now. Even though it's probably high noon, they are not. Uh, they're not doing the service. Do I know where I could, uh, like, what would be required to happen to open the church back up? You you think that you could probably like open the church's doors and like break in, but there's nobody around really. What are you trying? What are you trying? What, what are you trying to get done here? Right? I'm trying to be in the house of my God. If you try, to, if you go up and like try to go into the church, the doors are unlocked. All right, I go into the church. Go up to the altar of Palor. Eric, make a perception check. Okay. Ooh, net twenty. As you cross the barrier into this place, you feel a small twinge of your former paladin self and like the divine energy that you, you used to know so well. As, as you, like, step into here, it's, like, different now. A lot of, a lot of negative energy. You, you have this sense that the Paylor that you knew is not the same. And, like, you, you, re you go up to the shrine and you pray to it, and there's no divine focal point here anymore. Paylor's still there. It's not that he's not talking. It's, it's more like you realize that he never was. 
it's like you almost realize that this was just one place for whatever was powering you. This was just where it was coming through. Because you don't have this intermediary anymore, you can't get to the force. You can't feel the force anymore. I'm going to click the rod. You click the rod, and it points once again into yourself. And you, like, take a moment now that you're in this temple, and you, like, start meditating a little bit on, like, that, that holy sense that you felt before. I'm going to go sit in front of the altar. And you feel like the power is drawing through the altar for a moment, and then... It's like a part of a machine almost that broke. This this power center that was here doesn't really work anymore. And it's like the electricity isn't flowing. And you like start meditating into yourself and you like find the same like sense, but it's different and it's and it's quieter now. And it's not like this like robust energy that was around you. You can feel it inside of like your soul or whatever. You begin meditating on it and the power like flows through your hands into this rod and it starts pointing you out of the temple. I'm gonna follow the rod. Make a make a divinity check or a divine power check or something. Like knowledge use, religion. Knowledge religion is good. Use you add your charisma because this is like you you're like trying to remember everything and feel everything you ever have. Use my lucky reroll. <laughs> I got a twenty-three. You guys are able to follow the path of this this rod, and it like it doesn't feel like it, it did before. Like before, when you clicked on it, it was just like taking you to a, a thing. It'll help you find your glasses when you lost them, kind of thing. And now it, it it's taking you to something else. It's not like a physical object, and you know that. And you start following it. You like leave the temple, and you end up in the arena district on the far side of the arena, and it like leads you into like this small bro broken down shack that's like hidden behind some trees and some shrubs. And in the shack, you open up a trap door underneath a rug, and you go down the staircase into this weird under section that leads you into like what looks like it is part of the arena, but it's like farther down and below it, and it, you can almost see like part of the sewers from this place. And think that if you were to, like, chop this area out of the ground, you could almost walk into this big room because of, like, where it is. And it's so misplaced. It's almost like somebody dug into this, into this room section of the arena. Like, this isn't an original, like, the tunnel that you followed isn't an original. Like, somebody followed this and found this strange side corner of the arena and it doesn't look like the rest of the arena from above the ground it looks much older and you see these weird snake motifs and these very strange reptile motifs that you are reminded of of our first adventure in the goblin underground cave thing and you guys recognize this too uh alien and crunk you go past the sewer pipes or whatever that are like cutting through this thing it opens up into a, a room big enough that you could fly the airship into it. Okay. <laughs> and on the sides of this room, there are tools, digging tools. There's a clothing rack. There's a bed. There's um, what looks like a diary. On the far side of the room, which looks like it leads into the arena, there's a large spiral door with an emerald spiral on it that is not glowing. We still have the ring? Yes. Around this door, built in front of it and around it, there is a shrine. And it's made from and out of automaton parts. Less of a mutilated catastrophe of machinations like you saw in the Sinner Sanctum in the well. And it's more like a homage to the Fallen. 
all the people who died during the automaton crisis, this is like a shrine of remembrance for them. We'll give a little prayer. You go up and pray in front of this shrine. Roll a d20. Now, hold on, hold on. This is the moment where you can get your powers back. All right. All right, I rolled a two. I give it, can I give him my flip? Not this time. Eric, you feel a surge of divine energy flow into you from the shrine, and you are able to recognize you were never really powered by Paylor. You were always powered by the light, the holiest source. Whatever the divine energy that's behind good, evil, law, chaos, the thing that gives all divine clerics their energy, the thing that makes everybody in this world able to cast divine spells, that's what was powering you up the whole time. And they cut you off from this. Paylor is just a face of that light. He was just the anchor. He was a he was a, a focal point that was used as a direct link to you. And you realize that there's this greater, like, holy energy that that is behind you, and you can feel it so well. Then you get all of your you feel all of your powers rush back, and the light is behind you. And then you also see feel the other half of it which is all of the evil divine energy and all of the, the badness that comes with it. It, it stifles you, and you, you didn't take it before, and now you can't, and you don't get your powers back at all. You know, as right as you come to this realization, you hear a voice, Don't give up! Never give up, Octo Spearman. And, and, the, the, and but the whole shrine lights up a little bit, and then fades. Hey guys, it's me, Gabe, your host, your DM, and your dark wizard. I'll bring your boyfriend back to life. <laughs> this week was brought to you by Hoarding Gold. I know what we need to do to fix the economy. We need to take all of our gold and give it to the dragon. That way, he'll make a whole bunch of jobs. Real quick in the RL, I got a couple shout-outs. Thank you to Future James for allowing us to use your music. Thank you, Future James. And of course, another shout out to the Steadwells, because I love you guys so much. Thank you, the Steadwells. If I could get you guys to like, share, and subscribe, do that whole fucking thing, blah, 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 blah. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, find us on Twitter. We're fucking everywhere now. Um, I still don't have a thing, so you can donate, so fuck off on that. But, I mean, you can try to, like, motivate me or something, but whatever. If I could really just get you guys to send in a review and tell your friends, that'd be great. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks so much for listening. This is INC... D&D, it's never cloudy in Dungeons and Dragons. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Gabriel Eckmeyer. Okay, bye. Now that you like start picking around this room, you realize that this is Octo Spearman's hideout. This is Lair. This is the Octo Cave, and this was his his attempt at trying to break into this weird temple thing that's beneath the arena that is strangely connected to these other things that you guys have run into and is somehow connected to this weird divine source. And Aelin, if you start focusing on your arcane energy, and Eric, if you start focusing on your, like, with your divine power, you guys are able to piece together that this is where a lot of the focus and all of this, like, weird energy flow that's been 
all around the city has been like diverting to. And there's something beyond this door. I roll to open lock. Yes. All right. <laughs> 30. You fail. <laughs> you don't have the dragon claw yeah. that you need. Exactly. What, what you actually learn is that you think that this door, like the other one uh, that you met in the cave with the goblins, is not powered up. It okay. doesn't. Whatever is needed to make it open by doing ritual shit and pressing buttons, it's not powered up for some reason. Okay. Are there any buttons around here? <laughs> no, and it looks like Octo Spearman has been like excavating this thing for a long time. Maybe twenty years. Does he have a bunch of the? Uh, Did like Octo Spearman have magic available to his disposal? No, and Eric, sorry. So has he excavated like a bunch of the wall around the room that right. he's trying to get into? Right. He's trying to get into this section of the arena that's like underneath this like sub level, and there's this great big spiral door, and he's like carved out all the things, trying to find the hinges or whatever to like open it up, but it's somehow magically sealed. And you can see that he's like excavated a good bit around this thing. Can I wave the ring in front of the door? You see a little glimmer, but it doesn't open. It's not powered up, so it doesn't work. You think that it's a, the key if the door had juice. All right, uh, I'm gonna use the rod of finding and focus on the power source for this door and click it. It points in beyond the door. Okay. <laughs> Probably. All right. I focus on the Baron. <laughs> it. The, the point doesn't move. Okay. <laughs> so he's so, somewhere untraceable. Are we think about or in the arena district? You guys are in the arena district, just outside of the arena, but you guys are like underground. Uh, the octo lair. Yeah, in the lair that's like underground in a building next to the arena. He's like trying to dig and break into the arena, essentially. And he got to this like door that should allow him to get in. And he's trying to excavate around it. And you can see that he's like even tried to like break the, the like concrete walls or whatever. If you go over and swing a fucking pickaxe at it, it smashes apart, hits the ground, turns into mud, and flows back up onto the wall. So you're gonna find another way to get in there before we go to the door. Yes. All right, okay. Gonna go back up above ground and check out the area surrounding the hut with the uh, rod. See if we can triangulate something. What are you looking for? You're trying looking to try for the the power source and the Baron question kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. If you like walk around the arena trying to be real subtle and like using the rod to figure out like pin try to pinpoint the locations exactly, the power source for the arena is underground in the arena, and the Baron is also underground in the arena. And if you switch back and forth between the questions, the rod's pointer never changes position. So he is with the power source. Yes. Directly. He's not like in an adjacent room. Or he room. is the power source. The Baron <laughs> is Jesus. <laughs> so Rich Whitey was able to get in there. So we gotta so there's a way to get in. Yep. Well let's uh let's go fucks with the arena then. Okay, so you guys wait the last day you recruit, because I'm assuming that this, this probably takes about a day to fucking walk around the arena, pinpoint all of this stuff, and, you know, make sure that you get it just you right. Scouting. Right. You surveillance. Scout out. Unauthorized surveillance. Um, <laughs> you, you know that right now, the majority of the guards and things are very tight. This place is, like, on lockdown because of, like, all of the, all of the events going on and all of the Basically, like, WikiLeaks. Sort of. 
So you guys wait, and on, on Wednesday, the day before the start of the arena, Leon shows back up. He rides in on a horse. Hey, how's it going? Where's, um, you know, where's, where's my uncle? You know, I got, I got to talk to him. It's super important. It's about Aria. Do you know where he is? Yeah, he's in this room underneath the arena that like, we can't get into. He's like, oh, he's in his room, and he just, like, barrels past you. He runs inside, and he's like, uncle! And he, like, starts looking around through the house. He runs upstairs. You hear him, you know, yelling for him and stuff. No, Leah, you weren't listening. <laughs> and, and he's like, he, we're, where's the Baron? He's missing. We told you. We found him. We've located him in a in a sealed room under the arena. Clearly sweating like a little bit, like he's like, This is not shit. Um and he's like, you know, I guess I guess sneak around. What's going on with Aria? She's it it doesn't matter right now. Let's figure out if we can get you know, and he like basically goes over with, over everything you guys already did. Yeah. With the rod, and it's like, you know, are you sure we can't break in somewhere else, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's, like, super nervous about this whole thing. Being a little bitch, making us retrace our steps. Right, and... Consider everything again. <laughs> and he's just kind of being, like, and he's clearly... talked about that, man. He's clearly agitated. Well, I'm going to pray at the Temple of Paylor every day, try and bring the light back to that place. Okay. But it wasn't there to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but it can be a focal point. It just isn't right Dude, now. Do you didn't say that? Did he? Sort of. I'll let Eric infer what he wants. It's his character. The light left. I gotta bring it back. Claudio's not the smartest. I got a solid ten. Never an academic. <laughs> he was more the uh, captain of the lacrosse team, barely barely staying on the team. Yeah. Good grades. <laughs> yeah, accurate. <laughs> but he went to church every Sunday, and you know, yeah. he is a good boy. <laughs> That's right. So on Thursday, you guys proceed to the uh, beginning of the Champions Games. And it's quite a spectacular event, as more than 250 guests, and they, then half as many servants and cooks and waiters and things, arrive at the arena, and you guys are ushered in through the doors into the arena itself. Oh, shit. And it's got a sand and stone ground floor, or sand and stone base, and there's, like, tables set up in a big arc around a big stage. You know, when, when you guys get there, Leon gives... Your, your team's ledger to the guards, and one of the clerks records your names, as well as your group name, which is... Turnip Wagon. Turnip Wagon B-Team. <laughs> Turnip Wagon B-Team. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna kill the Balverines in the cages just in front of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys are shown in and admitted. You guys are sat down, and you guys get to eat some nice hors d'oeuvres and have a glass of wine. Well, the rest of the guests arrive. And some of them you recognize from around town, like a group of elves that you ran into while you were shopping, or there's a group of hobgoblins who you know were working for Baracus, who are in charge of one team, and they're, you know, they're led by the wizard who was working with him at the, the banquet. Mm -hmm. There's also a group of gnomes. Gnome warriors? Ah! They look like tinkers. <laughs> uh, they all have funny matching pointy hats, and they got little gardening <laughs> tools. With the I, I, was, I was more thinking like winches. I was thinking World of Warcraft yeah. gnomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm going to do it. A bunch of little mechanics. <laughs> there's there's also a number of like other monsters as well and other like people as well. There's a group of orcs who you actually recognize. You guys beat up earlier in the game from Amber Mill. They are the guys who kidnapped Leon. And there's, there's a number of other groups and teams. You guys recognize Sarah Din, who mm -hmm. is Killraven's goon. Some other people from the party. There's a bunch All of teams. Right. There's a lot of teams. 24 in total. And if you want, I can go through the list of their names. I can skip it. I can just say a couple of them. 
Yeah, the there's one. The or Oryx Warband is the number one that's like the highest rated one that's Orin and Kellek's team. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that it's Orin and Kellek, no Tiara. She's oh. not on their team. There's... Is she on another team? No. No, not there. She's just gone? She, you guys don't see her at first. Probably um, dead. There's like the Crazy Eights, the the Grave Diggers, the Bone Saws, the Woodchuckers. That's the Gnomes team. Um, <laughs> For the sake of continuity, earlier in the game we didn't name the other team the Golden Geese. We can, but Tiara's really not. Well, she's not on the team. That's their so adventure okay. party name. That's not their okay. champion. I just wanted team. to, to right. check that right, 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 right. No, you nailed it, Rob. Some people are going to give this shit on Twitter about that. Fuck you. <laughs> Listen for another five minutes before you open your damn phone. No one cares what you say. Uh, no, Not your damn phone. <laughs> nothing like mocking my viewers. That's always good. But there's a bunch of teams, and everybody sat down. Make some perception checks. I rolled a natural 20. I got a 26. So I got a 30 total. Okay. Uh, 13. You guys are all pretty able to notice that Leon is very agitated. Eric, you're probably sitting right next to him, and he can't stop, like, clenching his glass to, with, you know, till his knuckles go white and staring at Richard Whitehorse. Dude, calm your tits. Rob, you notice Richard Whitehorse notice you as soon as he walks in to the event. And he's flanked by a retinue of guards, including Captain Serpa, the dude who called you a street rat when you first came into the town. He looks at Leon, and you guys can see, like, a lightning flash of recognition. Oh, like a classic anime, like... And, <laughs> and he, he sees you guys and just, like, scowls. But he quickly regains his composure, and he goes and sits. I'm gonna wink at him. Um, and just a few minutes after that, the, the Raven Queen enters with her daughter, and her daughter gets up on stage and takes the, the megaphone and proceeds to start out with like the opening game ceremony. And she explains the rules of combat, which are pretty simple. All combats are potentially lethal. If you want to surrender, just throw your hands up in the air. If you attack a surrendering foe, you are disqualified. Gladiators can fly or levitate up to a height of 40 feet. Higher than that, disqualification. The matches persist until one team is the victor. The winning gladiator has no rights to the fallen spoils of their opponents. If you kill an opponent and steal his stuff, you're disqualified. Any tactic that endangers spectators will mean instantaneous disqualification. Be careful with your fireballs. So I can't jump into the crowd and start throwing people in. No. <laughs> um, disqualified gladiators must, must cease fighting immediately, or you will be reprimanded by the Blessed Angels. Okay. Awards will be given after each battle is concluded. So while that's happening, you guys notice that White Horse... Sit, sits next to Orin and Kellek on the big stage, as they are the winners of last year's Champion's Belt. The rules are explained, and you guys are silently approached by Tiara. Uh, Rob, you probably notice her, like, slinking through the crowd, real stealthy. She's trying to be stealthy, but you spot her. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, how's it going? You guys excited about this Champion's Belt? Yup. We Why take an Orin's Belt. Oh, brawling's bad for business. That's kind of why I wanted to come over and talk to you, actually. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have some connections. Specifically, not to beat around the bush, the Master Thief of the Thieves Guild approached me, because he knows that I know you. If you guys win the tournament, we're willing to place large bets on you. And if you guys are willing to front 5,000 gold pieces, we're willing to give you a payout 
of 50,000 gold pieces if you guys can win Beat, Oren, and Kellic at the end. Alright. Well, I only got 500, so this is kind of on you guys. Yeah, I don't... I got, I'm happy to I down have, uh, donate all my gold. I have 142. <laughs> well, I've got more than 5k left because there's no one there to receive my donations at the Church of Baylor. <laughs> awesome. Fork over the gold to her. Yeah. She's like, okay, great. She hands you like a little receipt or some shit so you know that she's not fucking over. It says, I owe you from Master Thief or something. It's yeah. legit. Leon, Leon leans into on this and he's like, you know, if you guys wanted to bet on our team otherwise or place bets on any of the other teams, just let me know and I can make it happen. In line to make up a lot of money. So you bet, are you betting on each fight or who wins all, all together? The thing with the Master Thief is the whole tournament. But you guys can place bets on yourselves for however much money you want. And the payout is based off of your authority point score divided by four. Because it's you guys plus Leon. Leon's got all the authority. He's got a, he's got a score of four. Oh. I have How do I have more authority than Leon? Because he's not a big name in the city. He's the bear's nephew, but he's not like a bigwig who's going around causing trouble all the time. I was going to say, you ran into the temple and and blasted them all with holy light and revealed them all to be <laughs> undead. Leon's just some, some right. nephew. What? <laughs> Ouch. You're stepping on toes. So what's your total authority, what's your total authority points? I got six. Four. Three. Three. So you guys and... Seventeen. I'm going to do four points. Four, five. No, we'll round down to four. Actually, hold on. If you guys want to raise or lower your thing right now, you guys can like boost yourselves up or something. Like you can go around and try to like basically convince people to bet on you. And we drank tea this morning. It's true. It's good. Well, that's yeah. just for initiative, right? Right. Yeah. It's important. Um, I just had to work that. <laughs> if you want, you you can either raise or you can attempt to raise or lower your score by one point right now. If you want to make like bluff checks or diplomacy checks. And like try to convince other teams that you guys either suck or we're are making really good. we're making individual bets, correct? On yes. ourselves. On your team. On the team. Right. You can also bet on other teams. You're gonna influence your individual scores, which will raise and lower your total team. team score. Yes. Correct. Okay. So could we like say go try and talk up Orin and Kellick so that way they have a higher authority and the payout's bigger? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can run around acting like a buffoon. Yep. Make us look like a bunch of idiots. Right. Do the hammer. And so the if, you, if you guys want to roll for that right now to, to change your scores up, up higher, you probably want to lower your scores so that you get yeah. better odds. All right. I'm, I'm going to go around talking up Orin and Kelly. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Diplomacy? Bluff? Whichever one is good, better for you. 27. 15. Okay, 15 passes. All right, I got a 21 to lower our score. Okay, you guys managed to lower your score down to three, and you also boost Orin and Kellogg's score up by one. <laughs> and they're already at like a 10. Yeah, no, they have a score of nine, which is the maximum now. Nice. I'm just going to shit talk our whole team so everybody... So we should theoretically then have three to one odds. Yes, one gold pays out three gold for you guys. For Kellogg, ten gold pays out one gold or or Torbeck. So if you guys want to make bets, you can pay out on your own team to win. 3-1. If you want to bet on other teams, I have ranks and things already figured out for them. Mm-mm. If you want to, Mm-mm. you can bet on some gnomes. Bet on the gnomes. No. <laughs> I'll just throw down another thousand dollars. Okay. Versus uh, Calicroin. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw 500 down on that. No, it's, well, Eric, you'd throw it down and it'd be for your team to win the first round. 
So if your oh, team wins okay. the first round, you're going to get 3,000 gold. All right. Throwing it down. Okay. All right. I'm going to throw 500 down. Okay. So you've got a 1,500 payout if you win. Yep. I'm going to throw down my 10 platinum. Okay. I don't have really have any gold. You have 30 <laughs> platinum payout. No. <laughs> so. Why not? Let's go all in. I got 142 gold. I'll throw another 100 down. Okay. So you guys finish placing your bets, and you have a scrumptious meal. There's a display of fireworks that happens over the arena. Yay, Gandalf! I know, and it's <laughs> the queen's daughter using pyrotechnic spells and other fire spells to create large explosions in the sky, create fireworks, fireball and stuff. It's cool. Woo, Gandalf! Um, after this display, you guys are broken up into teams and led down into the Sonobi, the underground area of the arena. Boo, <laughs> you guys are let in, and you're given one of this one of the 26 different rooms made for the gladiators to lodge in. The place is very crowded, but everybody knows that the teams will soon be dispersed because almost one sixth of them are going to be gone after tomorrow's event. There's a ton of wardens and guards that patrol the area, and most of them are watchers, but some of them are just hired uh, hired extra help. It's incredibly crowded, and you guys don't think that you could sneak off right now. It's just, there's too many eyes, everybody's watching you, and everybody's at every corner, like, leaning on every wall, in every doorway, kind of thing. <laughs> so you guys follow a, like, short underground stream, and you guys are put in one of the back sections of the Sonobi. Make some perception checks, as you guys, I'm assuming that you guys kind of want to get the lay of the land. Leon especially wants to, like, walk around and figure out how you guys are going to fucking sneak out of this fucking Sonobi. Go to 26. 25. 21. Rob, just from your cursory glances around this place, you're able to find out that there are at least two good areas where you think that you could sneak away. One that would lead into the section of the arena that's connected to, to this Sonobi. Um, that is how you guys get from the underground section to the arena itself. Mm. And the other way is probably down past this area. Rumors say that it's, it is called the Ghoul Trap. And you follow the stream down the way, and there's a, like a small ghoul wearing Richard, that Richard Whitehorse personally stuffed up to so make sure that they would never enter the arena again. Mm. All right, well, let's, let's uh, check out the first area. You go up there, and the, the, the guards are like, just there's just a bazillion guards. And you try to leave, and they're just like, where are you going? Go back to your room. What are you well, I mean, all right, well, first, first I'm going to come at ring of invisibility. Okay. Come invisible on it, so fucking, can we roll, move silently? Make a balance check. 28. Ah, moves. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you sneak into this hallway, and it's almost like a circular hallway that leads around the base of the arena. And it's like the undersection, and every once in a while you pass cage with a lion in it, mm. and it like will start sniffing the air, and you mm. like speed up a little bit. I was thinking about um, trying to climb up above one of the doors with the lion cage, and then unlock it, letting the lion out, see what happens. Bad um, idea? Good idea? Neutral? I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say that with those rolls, Rob, you're able to scout a good portion of this area, and you're able to know where you think that you need to go next. You, can, you should be able to sneak by these guys, but you're not going to be able to go into the upper section of the arena right now. Okay. And the lower section that you can go into doesn't really reveal much. The other place that you can go is in towards the ghoul warren down the stream. And for that, you have to go swing, which would not, which would break the invisibility. Yeah. Because you're, like, splashing around the water. Yeah. 
even I tried as... to go in the water. The guards caught me. I had to reload the quick right. save. If you, you, did, you did some good scouting. So I'll go back to them and report. That night you guys sleep fairly well. And in the morning at 8 o'clock sharp, the teams are put up on the bulletin board to, to show who's going to fight whom. And the first round of combats is... We drink tea. Lots of tea. Gallon of tea. I'm going to have um, to piss in the middle of the match. <laughs> you want to get it. Splash with golden glory. Yeah. Just go invisible uh, real quick, walk over the side. And I'm assuming that you guys like play the, the bagpipes in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. So everybody else hates you. Oh yeah, my bagpipes of restful wait, sleep yeah. will restfully disturb everyone. <laughs> Alright, so what, what is that? Do you put bonuses to that? It just makes you heal all your pelt. Okay. So you guys piss everybody off and then have a sweet morning where you guys get really stimulated. And <laughs> so stimulated. You guys are going to be going up against the Bone Sauce, the Sapphire Squad, and Arcane Auguries. Wait, and Leon's with us? Yep, yep, yep. And your fight is scheduled for to be the, the third team to battle. The first team up is Orin's, and they crush, of course. They fight against the Teeth of Cord, Final Phoenix, and the Gut Tuggers, and they just crush those guys into the ground. <laughs> gut Tuggers. So does Pitch Black, pair of dwarves with great swords. And you guys have like a good bit of good bit of time before the battle. If you want to like scout out who you're fighting, you guys can like look over at them. The, the Bone Saws are a group of gnolls that look like they have halberds, and they're le led by a very grisly-looking human who you think might be a druid. The Arcane Auguries, they are a group of elves, all women, and with, one of them is a wizard with the big wizard hat that saw you, Crunk. So that's the team that's going to be a problem. The last team is the Sapphire Squad. This is like a, like a battle royale kind of thing? Yes. Four teams fight. Four all forward. All for themselves. Um, the last team is Sapphire Squad. And they're actually red, led by Sarah Din, the guy who you met earlier when you tried to get into the Champions District mm -hmm. in the game. You couldn't. He, he works for Kill Raven as a vampire hunter. You know that he's a horseman. And after about an hour of waiting in the arena for your, you know, your team to get called, you guys actually get approached by Sarah Din. He walks up to you. He says, Hello, travelers. Good to see you. I noticed that we will be fighting in this upcoming tournament. I was um, wondering if you would parlay before the combat. I'm cool with not killing you. I appreciate that, and I'm sure that my men would appreciate it as well. Is there any way that I might be able to persuade you into some kind of alliance? Team up against the other two teams first? Right. We will go after one team, you go after the other, and then... I'd be very happy if you could kill that elf wizard. We will gladly take on the elves, if you are willing to fight the gnolls. And after we are done, of course we will do ourselves our honors, and then we will battle. Alright, alright. Excellent. Shake his hand. He, yeah, he gives you a nice sense shake. motive? He seems pretty genuine. Okay. Um, if you if you actually try to sense motive, he seems very pretty genuine about the whole thing. And you know that this dude is a pretty lawful and like decent dude. You okay. never you don't have any reason to suspect that he's doing some dirty shit. He thanks you, and he's like, you know, of course, if it comes to it, I will not strike a death blow. And I hope that you will do the same. Yeah, I mean, um, much appreciated. 